the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hey everybody, welcome to the Spot Track Podcast, presented by Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment, empowering professional athletes and entertainers with knowledge they need to make informed decisions about their finances and wealth. Learn more by visiting morganstanley.com slash GSE. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC member SIPC. I'm Kevin Sylvester along with Paul Peck and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. We have some football to get into. We have some NBA today, and we have Major League Baseball as uh, we're on the verge of the it's playoffs. The best here. month of the year, isn't it, Mike? It's Where there, everything yeah. is going now. You know, you, you hit October. You got football into its second month. Baseball playoffs, NBA starting, NHL starting. I mean. It, October's awesome. Yeah, and if you're a gambler, there's so many things to bet on now, too, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you're probably already in the hole. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, most likely. <laughs> that's that's it, the whole point. It'd be a lot better October if the Mets had made it, but you know, I'm yes. not going to get into that on the show. <laughs> but had you bet on the, the home run champ, which Ooh, we'll talk we'll about We're going to get to that because we'll that's yes. good conversation. Well, let's, let's start with football because there's an interesting thing that happened uh, yesterday in the NFL, and it's one of those career numbers that you see and you're like really especially now especially today right yeah and and it's frank gore yeah who uh, is playing for the buffalo bills now and in the game against the new england patriots he surpassed fifteen thousand career rushing yards he's fourth all time in in rushing fourth frank gore the moment there's emmett smith of course who uh is eighteen thousand three hundred fifty five yards untouchable Walter Payton, 16,700 and change, and Barry Sanders, whom Frank Gore is catching up on. And you think if Barry Sanders had played more, he might be where Emmett Smith yeah, is. Yeah, he's going to pass Barry in a couple of weeks, probably. I would say three weeks. Yep. Yeah, he's about 200 yards away right now. Yeah, he has been the uh, highest gaining rusher of his team every year. That's an unbelievable stat. That is incredible. Every year. He's 36 years old. <laughs> he's thir- and he's been essentially the highest rusher on his team for 13 years. And Four, 14, soon to be 15, in fact. Wow. Incredible. 49ers, where he, he was a star. Bulk of his career. Right. Yeah. Colts, yep. Dolphins, yeah. Yeah. Bills, those four teams. And I'm missing one. You right? know, I don't want to take anything away from Frank Gore because it's an incredible career, and particularly in this day and age, to be still doing it at the age that he's doing it is awesome. But I, there's something to, about this to me that, that doesn't feel right. Emmett Smith, Walter Payton, Barry Sanders iconic guys in this league whose highlights will be shown and talked about forever to the end of time of the NFL. Frank Gore? Who feels right? Frank Gore? Should it be Doesn't Peterson? feel right there. Who should it be, though? Because I, I had the same uncomfortable feeling, too. Is it anybody? I mean, to me, a guy like Eric Dickerson feels more iconic in yeah. the game than any of those right. guys. Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Listen, if you're... If you're what, first of all... Frank Gore um, is has to be a Hall of Famer, given the, the yards rushed, right, when he's retired. Um, the question is, is it going to be first ballot or not? And We can debate that in a second. But when you look at everything he's done, and the guy overcame a major knee injury in college, right, from Miami? Right, I think two now, right? Yeah, two. So uh, to be able to come back from that, he's done everything right. I don't recall seeing his name in headlines for any of the wrong reasons for Frank Gore. Uh, he's a consummate professional. He's run pretty much in between the tackles his whole career, which makes it even more remarkable Let, let's to me. Let's stop there, because isn't, isn't that the difference? Isn't yes. That, it's that he's not catching passes. 
Right, all of his all of his usage he's is between the tackles. He's a six-yard churn it out that's guy, it. right? I, and that's I mean, where the that's, game has changed. Right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But to, that's what I'm saying. To me, when I think of those other guys, like like you know, when I think of those other guys, you you think of the dy- dynamic things they did. Sure. I don't think of Frank. Or, tell, I, I'll be happy to you guys for you guys to tell me I'm crazy and I'm wrong about this. He has been an incredibly, really, really good player. Is he a superstar? Has he been a superstar? No. Well, okay. How much do you care about rushing yards? Well, isn't I, that the question? I, again, it depends on how you want to define that. I mean, he's been to what one or two Super Bowls? Has never won one. Not that that has anything just to the do Niners, with it. Just the right? Niners, yeah. just the Niners, yeah, right. right? So I, I don't. That's why I say that it just feels weird to me that that he would be third all time because I think I could rattle off. Ladanian Tomlinson, and I could rattle off ten other running backs that, to me, were dynamic guys, superstar players at their time way before I get to Frank Gore. Well, what about Lynch? Would you put Lynch ahead of Frank Gore? Most people would, I right? Think I think it's pretty close. That's pretty two. close, Mike. Pretty That's, close. A great, That's about the same great yeah. comparison. Yeah. Well, what's cool, I think, also, is Frank Gore is also the fourth highest av- uh, career-earning running back. So he's fourth in rushing yards, fourth in earnings, $62 million, which when you think about it, for a guy who's played this long, my goodness, that's not a lot of money. Yeah, I was going to say, he's underpaid, right? Yeah. He hasn't made I mean, he's he's came in at the, himself. He came in when running backs used to get paid. That has something to do with and it, he right? ne- But he really never hit that big contract. You know, he was on a team that was throwing the ball a lot. He was sort of he was a, he was a middle usage guy back then, and he's gotten more and more usage as he's gotten older, which is really incredible. Yeah, I, I, the fact that he could still do it and the fact that a team says, all right, I, I want to bring in a 36-year-old running back. Yeah. And frankly, when the Bills signed him, I think many people were like, really? Frank, right, this guy, you're bringing Frank Gorin, and he's got, he's leading the team in rushing 270-plus yards. He'll probably uh, fit – clearly, if he stays healthy, he'll be over 500 yards for the season. Um, you know, may push 800, let's yeah. just say, if he, he plays all 16 games. That's just remarkable. It, well, it really is. And um, he doesn't seem like someone who seeks the spotlight. You know, he's, he's never flashy, outspoken in the media. And there's probably some uh, people think, oh, McCoy still would have been better uh, on the Bills team and they kept him because he can break the big runs. But Gore is just, he's just solid, dependable. Um, I'm trying to think of an analogy of another sport if you had to pick a guy. You know what? No, I was going to say he's like the Moses Malone. Well, like, it's kind of like Moses Malone of basketball. If anybody remembers great most, like you can count on the guy to go get you 15 boards and 15 points every single night. That makes All sense. Famer. A paint guy, yeah. Yeah, not not going to be the, the, the first center you're ever going to pick. I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Horace Grant. Yeah, perfect. Sure. Perfect. How about that? I like it. Goggles. Yeah, right. Like on a, on, on, he was a glue guy who did all the little things that helped make the other guys great and grab the headlines and help but help his team win a lot of games. I, that's fair. Okay. You know what, Mike? You can't know what blows, you want somebody younger than I went with. I, I know. <laughs> you know what blows me away, Mike? Yeah. Your your note here to us that there's only seven running backs in the league that are 30 years or older, and Frank being one of them. I get it. It 30 years is the magic number where running backs just do. But but to think that there's only seven so, of them, and half that list are nobody bit special yeah, nobody. teams. I mean, guys. Even, Peter, even Adrian Peterson's base barely getting carries right. this year. I mean, and, and it's funny. It's Gore and McCoy. <laughs> really, the sure. Two. The right. two thirty-plus guys getting actually yardage right now, um, and and I love that the narrative you know in the preseason when the Bills did sign Gore was it's McCoy's buddy, he's he's here to be McCoy's buddy in the locker room. Yeah, that, that lasted. <laughs> um, 
is there a conversation to be had here yet about 30 plus running backs that cost a million dollars? I mean, Gore's on a one year, $2 million contract right now. Well, and, he, and he's the leading rusher for Buffalo. And, it, and a lot of that is injury. I mean, sure. Devin Singletary is eventually going to take this team over. But we had this with CJ Anderson last year who went to the Super Bowl because of it. I mean, you know, $1 million quarterbacks. Yes, they're, they're veterans. Yes, they don't have much, you know, tread left on the tires. But are we going to have this conversation like we've had it with wide receivers and quarterbacks over the past five years where these guys just end up being worth it? You know what I mean? I, sure. I understand. And here's the difference with running backs. You're not even giving up the first-round pick for these guys. So you, you, don't, you don't feel super obligated to, pay, to play, play Devin Singletary or a Kamara. You know? I, mean, right. I mean, Ingram took plenty of carries away from Elvin Kamara last yes. year. And I think uh, Latavius Murray will do the same down the stretch here. You don't feel obligated to put this guy out here for you know, 40 rushes. I, I just wonder if there's going to be a bit of a resurgence with this kind of a player. Now, Frank Gore is an exception. There's no question Frank Gore is an exception. But there are plenty of players who can be somewhat of a version of Frank Gore and still, I think, contribute on a big scale over a 16-game I'm going to quibble with the the wording that you use there. Latavius Murray is not taking carries away from Alvin Kamara. He's helping preserve carries carries for those guys. Sure, even better. So that, you know, because I think there's a negative connotation when you say taking carries away. I think some of the model in the NFL has become, and maybe this is how the 30-year-old guys find their niche, is that we have Alvin Kamara. We don't want him carrying it 25 times a game. We want him carrying it 15 or 16. So who's going to take those other eight carries a game? Get me a veteran guy. Get me a guy who's a different style, who's maybe a bigger, a pounder, or a or a, a slasher compared but to I the other. But I guess what I'm saying, Paul, is many of the teams are doing that. Of course, the, the running back by committee. But it's a rookie and a 25 year old who didn't, you know, who, who just fell off a roster and didn't get, didn't get a big contract. What I'm saying is maybe it takes somebody like this, a little bit wilder, a little sly, who, who understands, you know, how to handle his body, how how to handle the off season, how to get through 16 games. Because my God, they're dropping like flies already in week four here. You know, the, the rosters are falling apart here. I just wonder if this 30-plus you know, group of running backs isn't as valuable as that 25 to 28 group that's you know, getting to buy, you know, less yardage on average right now. Well, when we look at the money, if you're going to pay Frank exactly. Gore $2 million, which the Bills are right. paying him this year, $2 million to be your second running back, to be the tough yardage guy, to yep. be your goal line uh, you know, red zone running back, and, and you know somebody's not going to fumble. You know he's going to be a complete pro, not going to cause you problems. Yeah, absolutely. For $2 million bucks, the way the cap keeps going up, that is the third-line center in the NHL who can't exactly. score 20 goals anymore, but you know can win face-offs, go out there, be responsible in his own end, and cost you uh, $1.5 to $2 bucks. Absolutely. I, I think more teams – We'll go this route when they. Hey, I know I can depend. I I know what I have in this guy. Yeah. Uh, this other player has potential, but I'm I'm going to sign this guy, and I can get just as much out of him, or maybe slightly less than I got to pay a guy seven million, which is exactly what the Bills uh, did in releasing McCoy yeah. and keeping Gore. Right. Yeah. Same deal. I mean, I'm talking about these middling guys like Chris Thompson in Washington, three and a half million. Jalen Rashard, three million. Mike Davis in Chicago, who's He's an afterthought at $3 million right now. He's not even going to get carries with you know, the Montgomery kid and, and Tariq Cohen there. So I, I just wonder, you know, you can I, – I hate talking about running backs getting less money, but that's what we're doing. But a guy over 30 will certainly take less, you know, knowing the situation. Yeah. And, and, and I just wonder if teams will say, well, that's the route we go now. And here's the other thing, Mike. Um, almost every team is going to have a, 
a rookie, a running back on a rookie contract. So the right. money there is so much less compared to the production that you can overpay a little bit if you want more of a veteran guy. Well, here's the thing: if you're right, right. here's the thing. Let's let's if you're a college running back and if you're an agent right now listening to this, if this happens, you probably don't like this conversation. Yeah, prove us wrong though. Well, I'm just saying your running back clients and running backs aren't going to be drafted in the first round anymore. No. Right, no, I mean I, that's you have to be a Saquon be a Barkley. A dozen, yes, you have to be that caliber to be drafted in the first round. If not, probably be drafted third round. That's where, that's right. The, that's the sure. sweet spot for sure. That's the sweet spot. But teams don't feel obligated to play those players. You know what I mean? A third round pick is seven million over four years. It's right. nothing. Which, it's by the way, nothing. on the list of thirty old running backs, the the, the the guys in the league: Frank Gore, Darren Sproles, Adrian Peterson, Lashawn McCoy, Taiwan Jones, Bile Powell, and Kenyon Barner. Surprising thing on this money wise, Taiwan Jones has made nearly eight million dollars. Yeah, it doesn't wow. matter. <laughs> no. If you're well, thirty one, no. you've been in the <laughs> no, league. You've been thirty one, <laughs> you've been in the league. You've been in the league for six, seven, eight years, even at close to a million dollars veteran minimum. That's how you do that. Is Frank Gore first ballot. Oh, I say no. I, I, sometimes I say I, I want to no. say no. The, the, these arguments sometimes all depends on who else is he going up well, against. You I know, think the I arguments mean, we we've posed would be the same arguments they'd have around the table, wouldn't you? It kind of feels yes. uncomfortable that yeah, he's got and, this and many what, we, what you don't know is what running back from the year or two yeah. before that might be up against him in that class. You know. Well, if let's put it this way, if he and Adrian Peterson called it quits after this year, Peterson goes in before well, Gore, doesn't he? What if it's Lynch versus Gore? Is that too close? Lynch is in, right? Lynch is in. Mm. I think Lynch is in. Boy, that's... <laughs> I, I, I'm struggling to give you an answer on that because yeah. I don't know. I think he's. I think he has qualifications for it, yeah. but I don't know that I would immediately tell you that I think absolutely... Okay. You know, and again, here's here's the problem with the Hall of Fame thing is they keep adding they're they keep adding players eligible to come in every year. The standards have changed. That's that's the problem. The you know we talk about this with wide receivers all the time. The stats are so much different now. The running back stats are actually going the opposite way of where all the pass catchers' stats are. Sure. So how is the Hall of Fame going to adapt and understand the perspective? I'm going to say no to Marshawn. Really. I'm going to say no. See, I think Paul's correct, and I think stats will will have to be only part of the factor. Okay. And Lynch has so much else going for him. I was going to say, when you just look at numbers, Marshawn Lynch doesn't make it yeah. for me. But if you look at the uh, the whole picture. Impact that impact. he had. Doesn't he? Yeah, literally. Physically. Well, yeah, that's, I didn't mean it <laughs> Listen, that way, but you're right. If the, if the uh, Seahawks would have given him the ball. Oh. For a touchdown, well, then it's no brain. Probably not even an argument. Right? <laughs> not even an argument. Yeah. Um, Frank Gore to me is um, I'll use a, buff- a Buffalo reference. He's the Andre Reed of running backs. Has the numbers. Wait, has the numbers overshadowed by some yes. uh, uh, overshadowed's the better, perfect word, Kevin. Better, flashier players, but will get in the Hall of Fame. Yep, okay. That's the perfect word. If not first at some point. Good for him though. Let's talk quarterbacks. And let's talk m- money. Well, hang on. Uh, this is a quarterback that you're probably listening right now and saying, why are they going to talk about Chase Daniel? Chase Daniel. They are in Chicago right now. They're talking about Chase Daniel in Chicago. Uh, Really, I mean, fascinating. He's locked in. The money's locked in. Where he ranks among quarterbacks who's never really been a starter. No, he's done nothing. 
He's a god. <laughs> Whenever I put something about him out on Twitter, it's just the best because he's just done nothing. He's had to do nothing in his career. Right. It's been unbelievable. Thirty-four million, more than thirty-four million dollars as a true backup. And I and I took some time last night just to figure out, like, you know, it's it's kind of hard to find true backups that are still active. Many of them were starters that have, you know, or they got a chance been to deployed down to backup status, right? Or the <laughs> Matt Castles of the world, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Or Derek they got Anderson. a chance to go be a starter because yeah. of their performances backup yeah. and weren't good enough, and yeah. weren't good enough. I mean, Tyrod Taylor's had a chance to start. Osweiler had a chance. I mean, the, all of those little players, you know, over the past ten years have had some chance to start. Drew Stanton, a chance to start. He might, you know. Garoppolo. Let's just look at a guy like Garoppolo you know, uh, in San Fran. All the old Patriots. Right. Even Brissett now, right. right? They've all had legitimate shots to start over a, over a span. He, he hasn't. I mean, he's, he's played five games last year because of an injury, right, to Trubisky, yes. which we're here again. It looks like it's going to be long-term for Trubisky again. Um, but this is a guy who's making $6 million this year. They know the Bears know exactly what they need in a backup quarterback right now, and that's telling about Mitch Trubisky. By the way, um, you, you, you sort of you can play that game contractually when you look at our site. Who sort of feels great about their situation, and who maybe doesn't feel so good about their situation? Because if you've got two guys with five million plus, you know that they they're paying him to pay attention on the bench because <laughs> there's a pretty good chance you're going to be playing some ball yeah. soon. He's familiar with um, Coach's system. He's been in that system, yeah. so that's what made a lot of sense. You know what, to me, I think of Chase Daniel. He's the anti-Ryan Fitzpatrick because they're the same guy except backup. every time Fitz <laughs> signs somewhere, he has to play. Yeah, he wins the job. Chase Daniel <laughs> never plays. Now, he's only been on, well, it's only his second team, right? New Orleans and Chicago. That's it. Kansas City maybe for a little while. Chiefs. Chiefs. All right. So yeah. so he hasn't been on the same amount of teams that but but we joke about this where Eagles too. Fitz always has to play whether you want him to or not. Chase Daniel has never had to play until now. Well, yeah, he's but he, he fits right in there. You know, this, well probably a guy knows where he fits, right? Yeah. You know, he's probably figured it out like look at if I do this right, I got to play a couple preseason games. Yeah. I'll play a few, you know, I I'm I'll never go for the home run paycheck. I'll just, you know, get. It's like he took a government job. Let me, let me give you the numbers. <laughs> he's got, he's got, yeah, yeah, once you're tenured, yeah. 184 career passing attempts with 14. Over what, 10 years? Uh, easily. Easily. I know, I know I saw him playing college football Four in 2008. Starts. So, yeah, it's about right. 10 yeah. years. 184 career attempts. He's going to have more. He's going to play now. But he played five games last year. Four of them started. Two, he was a two and two starter. He, his numbers are nothing. There's there's nothing there, and uh, you know thirty four million dollars. And if all goes well this year, he's gonna another contract. You know who's the other comparison? Not money wise because of the era that he played. And Kevin and I, you know, Kevin, you'll know this because our relationship to here are where you, we are in Buffalo. Say- Todd Collins. I, I- I was just uh, going to bring up Todd, Todd Collins. Collins. He played like 15 years in the league. Like he went like 12 years he without got, starting. He got a start here though, right? In Buffalo? Oh, oh. he started when he started he Jim a Kelly's year after Jim yeah. Kelly. He was the he first started. quarterback to start for the Bills after Jim Kelly had retired. But I think once he left Buffalo, he was in Washington and Kansas City for a long time. And I think he started a playoff game. <laughs> um, no, he, that, he went in, So he went into the NFC Championship game for the Bears when, um, uh, was it Rex? Oh, who? No, it oh, was uh, no, it was the other guy. Um, who's the one who's married to the uh, uh, actress or reality star? There, you think of Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler, right? Cutler went out with a hamstring. Oh, Wasn't gotcha. Cutler's hamstring injury gotcha. NFC Championship, and that was uh, Todd Collins came in and, and finished that game out. I just think it's incredible that Chase Daniel has never ever been a starter. 
He didn't come into the into the NFL as a starter. He didn't win this this the starting spot after that. It's he's never had a chance, but he's here for ten years. All right, just, just, so, you, just, just so you know, twelve years, twenty-one career. Uh, eight, five, three, eight, yeah, 21 career start, 50 career games, 21 career starts for Todd Collins, but 13 of them came with the Bills in 1997. Exactly. So he started three and 07 for Washington and one for Chicago in 2010. So from two, from 98 on till his career ended in 2010, that's 12 seasons. He started four games. He made so, so is he the comparison? Eighteen million dollars. Yeah, well, back I'm not sure Which, if you if you upgrade that day, money relation sure. to now, he's Chase Daniel, right? Chase Daniel is him. Well, Daniel started way less games, but yeah, it's just, it's a really good comp, honestly. I, you know, the thing I remember about Todd Collins, like I, I, I was stunned he was still in the league. <laughs> Frankly, when he I remember <laughs> coming for a game against the Redskins, I was like, oh my god, Todd Collins is still in the league. Nicest guy. Right, I great mean, guy. just a yep. great kid. Total. Great kid. And I remember that the year uh, that he started, they weren't very good. Right when no, uh, I took over seven, no. ninety-seven. Yeah. And my job, was well, I had to interview him after every game for like you know our network, and it just he was, I just felt bad for him. Right, I mean, because here's a guy who had to replace Jim Kelly, yeah, and he's trying and just just wasn't there for him. It just it just wasn't there. He had all the you know out of Michigan. Right, he had all the tools, whatever. But the back difference, pick. difference between then and now. Right, then teams said, "Okay, we'll take him as a backup." Um, he's got some experience now. Like you get tossed, you're done. Yeah. Right, you 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 had your chance as a starter. You yeah, get drafted high, boom, you're done. Quarterback, that's, you know. I guess that's my point with Daniel. The fact that he's been able to stick as a as a legitimate backup quarterback. He's been nothing else, and he's made all this money. He's just been there. He's just kind of been a guy. He he's got to feel pretty good right now. He's though. he's just been good enough, but not good enough. It's it's amazing. Well, he got himself aligned with a coaching staff and, sure. and a philosophy, and then he became a guy that was a desired go to backup because he understood his role. He understood the offense. I mean, again, it, to his credit, I mean, everybody wants to be a starter, and he and he probably, I'm assuming very shortly early on in his when he came in the league said I'm not likely ever going to be a starter here I better yeah. become the best backup I can become and then that made coaching staff say uh, we're I'm moving from here to there I want that guy he's available get yeah. me that guy. it's yeah. rare it's very rare though I mean generally speaking you see a starter fall off a team and they become your next backup you know right. what I mean? It's next yes. man in. It's next right. man in. What you're saying, it's very rare for someone to have come in as a backup, stayed a backup, and never be anything more than a backup. For this amount of time. Yes. No question. <laughs> I mean. Uh, well, but he, so now you're going to find out. Yeah. Now, now we found out. He's probably know, too old to be the next guy anyway. He's like 32, 33. Right. But I mean, the, but the Bears have a legitimate Super Bowl level team. You're going to find out. Can he be the caretaker? Let me ask you. Let me um, let me jump in here on this. Um, Let's take some bad teams right now. Let's take Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. Let's sure. take Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Should the Bears be calling? There's probably if, another guy out there too. If I'm the Bears, can Andy Dalton be better right now? Yes, he can. Yes. Right? He's yeah. on an expiring contract on a terrible team. If they lose tonight, their season's pretty much shot. I'm going to stick up for Chase Daniel here. Um, Good enough, that, you think? Yes. Good because enough. of his relationship to Matt Nagy, uh, his understanding of the system, his ability. I mean, he played okay mm -hmm. yesterday in bits and pieces that I watched that game. I think he's good enough with their defense and their running game to be good enough to be 
two and two if he has to start four games, right? Isn't that what you're looking for? If Mitch Trubisky's out for a month with a separated shoulder, well, you're looking for him to come in and be two and two, uh, or maybe three and one if your defense holds somebody to three points and you win seven to three, right? Isn't is you know? So I would be surprised if the Bears made that kind of move because regardless of who Andy Dalton is, it's going to take him almost a month to become Andy Dalton as the Bears quarterback. Don't you think, though, that should be something they think about for the future? <laughs> Has to be. Has to be something <laughs> to Trubisky think about. Trubisky is not. Sure. He's not a player. Trubisky's I, not there. You, you know, much like we're having that discussion with Josh Allen here in Buffalo, you're getting very close to the tipping point of whether these guys are the ones or not. Yep. And as we saw in Arizona, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. What year of contract it is. Right? <laughs> Let me ask you about two other quarterbacks here, since we're, we're on, on quarterbacks before we move on to yeah. uh, another sport here real quick. Um, is Jameis Winston, as Bruce Arians uh, done it with Winston, what a game uh, against the Rams on Sunday. And then Goff, you can't beat the Bucks, right? Yeah, those are two I mean, polarizing huge, stories right now. Right, huge contract for Goff, gets the extension, and Winston's playing for his Money. spot, right? He's playing for his career. Yeah. yeah, he's on an expiring contract right now, and that was the game he needed. He needed the breakout, ball down the field kind of game. That he's gonna, We're going to see more of that. I drafted him in a lot of fantasy. But if things, he comes back I and throws this. four picks, he's in his going next to start. He's going to. What that, does it mean? That's the kind of player he is. He's he's sort of a boomer bust kind of a player. Um, I I still think there's a job for him somewhere. I think I think Bruce Arians gets two years with him. Maybe that's a franchise tag for him next year. We we'll have see. to sign him, right? He's a free agent. Yeah, at the end of the I year? think maybe a tag is probably the right move okay. right now. Yeah. Um, if if they're as confused as we all are right now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's let's switch to golf. Because um, speaking of Trubisky. Look, we talked on this show for weeks and weeks and weeks about how maybe this was the most questionable piece of the Rams puzzle right now was the quarterback and how I told you I wasn't sure that the contract was coming. And then it came at the maybe worst time, just in the middle of it all. We were here in Buffalo when Ryan Fitzpatrick got that contract in the middle of the year, and we were all like, why did that have to happen? It didn't have to happen in week seven or whatever it was. And it didn't have to have the guarantees it had structured. I, I, I think the same with Jared Goff. I think this thing could have gone right to the finish line. He wasn't complaining. There was no holdout. There was nothing, right? They sort of threw him a bone, a big bone. I mean, a, a, a gigantic bone. $57 million guaranteed now, 110 over the next four. Um, and I'm worried that he's not much better than Mitchell Trubisky when it all comes down to it. The throws just aren't there. Like, he might be able to manage yeah. the game. And make some decisions that Trubisky can't. Isn't make he it. Jameis Winston with a better cast no, of characters? No, I don't, I don't even think he's that talented. Well, I, don't, I don't think he's that talented of a quarterback. Well, look, at, he had sixty-eight passing attempts. Yeah, but that's because they were l- losing badly the well, whole game. I but sixty-eight attempts. I know he threw for five hundred yards. Right, threw three picks. Right, and that that's the issue there. Well, but once how does again it, the message of more when quarterbacks throw for three hundred yards or more, they lose more often sure. than but, they win. Right, but let's look at this. The Rams. Have this great defense, and they they. It's so similar to the Bears, right? It's so similar to right? the Bears. <laughs> but so yeah, both quarterbacks yeah. we're talking about are used to playing with leads, yeah, not playing from behind, yeah, and that's the issue. The difference I think between the two is, uh, Chase Daniel hit wide open receivers, and Jared Goff couldn't. Brandon Cooks got open yeah. at the end of that game. He was open and open and open. And he did his job. Cooper Cup did the same. And there were just missed throws left and right. And uh, that, that's got to be disconcerting if you're a Rams fan, you know, who paid for a lot of money for season tickets and saw this guy just get a lot of money for the next four years. He, I, he, every good team in the league that finishes 13-3 and three or 12-4 and four has a stinker. 
every yeah. year. Is this a stink? Is this sure. are we overreacting? Is this came just out, a stinker? Came out flat. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I'm just, that's what I, that's my hesitant weeks, my hesitancy opinion. not having seen exactly what Jared Goff has done up until yesterday yeah. or up until Sunday. Was it just a bad game? They happen. Every once in a while, another coaching staff finds a niche and gets your number, and the guys play well, or they rise to the occasion, or the Rams walked into the Coliseum. It's like, it's Tampa Bay. We can show up and win this game. It happens. It happens. It'll happen to the Patriots this year. It'll happen to everybody. You know that doesn't happen to to the Chiefs. That doesn't happen to Pat Mahomes. It doesn't happen to a lot of quarterbacks right now. And look, at Goff's completing like 61% of his passes, maybe a little less after yesterday's stats, which I don't have in yet, but... His his best year was last year, clearly, obviously. And he got to 4,600 yards and completed less than 65% of his passes. That's average. That's Andy Dalton. That's Andy Dalton numbers yeah, right there. that's true. All right? So there, even at his best, he's nothing to, to, to you know write home about right now. So, And if that team that team deserves better is what I'm saying here. So do the Bears. I mean, the Bears might have a historic defense. I mean, they've yeah, got, they're throwing team. UDFAs on the defensive line. Yeah, they, who they're are down three starters on defense, and they still were it's dominant. It's bonkers what they're doing. I, yeah. I mean, they are, they are carrying that team, and I think you saw what happens with an adequate quarterback in Chase Daniel. They started to move the ball a little bit. Things got a lot easier for them. They won that game pretty easily at the end, by, by the end of it. We haven't, the, the Rams have had to churn this out. And, and look, at the reason I bring this up today with Jared Goff and this contract is this might be strike two because they've, they've essentially already missed with Todd Gurley. Even if Todd Gurley helps a little bit for the rest of the year, they still they still owe him forty five million dollars guaranteed. And that's a miss. I'm sure they're thrilled about what they got last year. So for one year it worked out, or maybe you know seventy five percent of the year it worked out. But for the next two years, and he's going to be on this team next year, Todd Gurley, it's going to be a miss. So if Jared Goff is also a miss, now your two biggest contracts are disasters. And that I don't know how you recover from that. I don't know how you that window doesn't just slam shut on this team. So something to keep an eye on for sure. No, it's the girly thing is a, a tremendous point, and you know we'll see how golf rebounds. Yeah, there's time obviously. from this game. All right, let's we're, before we get to baseball, something interesting happened in the NBA, and you know NBA players make big bucks here, and money's involved with this. That's why NBA friends talk to our friends at Morgan Stanley all the time. They do, you know. If they I have imagine, it, yes, yes, they should because the wealth in the NBA is great, and Morgan Stanley Global Sports Entertainment uh, will help our friends in the NBA. Go to morganstanley.com/gse. All right, on the heels of the uh, Bucks, the, the the Milwaukee Bucks yeah. have one of everybody's favorite player in the. I mean, Giannis Antetokounmpo nice. is just an thank you, an incredible <laughs> player, and he's fun to watch, and he's a star, and they, you know. And, and they're I, happy to have him. Yes, <laughs> and they got a little excited about. it. They got excited about it and just basically, you know, said point blank, "Yeah, we are going to offer him super max. You can't say you're going to do that." And, Everybody and knew they were going to do lie. it. Though. I, it's so stupid. He's under. It'd be different if they said, "Hey, we're going to offer LeBron, LeBron James, right. super max when LeBron doesn't play for them." Right. right. That's what he, tampering he's is. He's a buck. So plays for the Bucks. Why is this tampering? You can't show your cards. Apparently. You can't, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't tell the world what you're doing, what you, what you plan to do. Every I don't it, get it. Any idiot out there would know they're going to offer him super max. I, I don't get it to me, but here's the worst part. And that's why I, I have this whole setup here for, for the NBA uh, tamperings, you know, to talk about here is this, could this be a smaller conversation? We just had Paul George bang down the, the, the owner's door in Oklahoma city and say, get me out of here tonight, tonight. And he did it, but that's fine. 
No, no okay. problems there. Don't worry right. about that. that that's totally okay. legal. We, we've got guys texting and, and DMing each other. Hey, hey, when are you when are you joining our team? And that happens in, in weeks. Right, but the teams that's a players doing it. Right, right. that's that's but I'm that's saying, employees talking, not the, management. But this gets fifty thousand dollars. Right, <laughs> you know what I mean. Wait, and if, like you're and then, finding them fifty grand, they're probably like, oh, yeah. really? Why? Not to mention, and you know, the reason I bring this up, all these tampering things I bring up is, you know, we we have we go through these free agencies with all these seasons. The NBA free agency couldn't be more exciting. They are doing it 100% right, and every other sport should copy it. But it couldn't be more tamper-full. I mean, <laughs> I mean, July 1st is the actual league start. We are, we are learning about intricate details. I'm talking about like trade clauses and trade kickers. We know about those things June 26, 27, 28, days leading up. And, and that's crazy illegal. And it Correct. always has been crazy illegal, but they've done nothing with that. I mean, minimal, minimal, minimal fines and things like that. Um, you've never seen free agents get uh, signings get negated, which is actually that's actually a consequence. They can do that. They can negate a, a, a free agent signing. You never see it. So apparently now, all of a sudden, they're gonna they're gonna ramp it up, and they're gonna actually gonna have con- the consequences for this tampering. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, because the, the consequences are currently what? Well, you can be fined up to five million. You, they can void the signing, like I said. They can take away some draft picks. They could, and if they find that the players are talking to each other, essentially colluding, right? They can suspend the players. We've never seen that. We'll never see that. That's never going to happen. Um, so essentially, what they've done is they've ramped it up. They double the fines. They can now fine you up to ten million dollars, which, you know, when, when players are making fifty million, and you know, and franchises are worth four billion, right? You, you should ramp it up to ten million. It's probably more than ten million. Um, they, they can essentially go in now and audit. The, the communication process now, which could anything be more fuzzy? <laughs> Can you apparently front offices do, now have to log every conversation they have? Do with they the have player. secret servers available uh, to move those conversations? I mean, aren't they just going to use like a like a WhatsApp right, like a, like a secret WhatsApp conversation uh, with their players? <laughs> but, but apparently they have agent, to log agent every 30, conversation. conversation with Agent Thirty Four. Yeah. Right. This this this, uh, this will combust in six seconds. Uh, here here's the conspiracy theory th- uh, uh, thrown out there. Does, does by finding the Bucks for talking about their own player is there something to draw that the NBA might not want him to stay in there in Milwaukee? All right. So let's talk about this Paul George situation because that's where my head out there. No, that's where my head went too. Because if you remember uh, when Paul George was in Indiana, he was going to get traded, and then he was eventually going to the Lakers. That was the right. logical transgression. We all knew it. It was all being talked about. You know, the tampering was completely legal with that. So Indiana trades in Oklahoma City for their rental. And then free agency comes, and we all assume, you know, he's gonna be in he's gonna be a Laker, and then LeBron's gonna be there, and that's gonna be the next big super team. Apparently not, right? Apparently not, because the Paul George situation ended up being ended up being tampering. The Lakers got fined fifty thousand five hundred thousand dollars for essentially getting involved in that offseason with Oklahoma City. And then, oh, by the way, all of a sudden, Paul George re-signs with Oklahoma City, which made absolutely no sense. I, I don't know. Do you think the league got involved there? I think they did. Probably. you think yes, the league got involved there yeah. behind the scenes and said, we're going to slap $500,000 on you, and oh, by the way, you're not getting this guy, right? right? So essentially, that not that what we're sort of seeing here Doesn't, with the Bucs? Uh, here, here's another dated reference, Kevin. Doesn't remind you of Charlie Finley in the A's back in the 70s? Oh, wow. 
where yeah. the league used to where, where he tried to trade Vita Blue and all his great players in the league like put the hammer down and said, no, no. you're not doing it because it will throw the balance of the league well, off. A lot of people think the Dolphins are getting close to that conversation. If they start trading one, more, one or two more players. That's a good point. I mean, too. if their spreads are consistently 16 to 20 points, isn't there something wrong if they're that easy to beat? Yeah, I think we're getting to that conversation too. But I, I, which, by the way, they're new. They're new owners uh, that have a small stake in the team. Might uh, you know they're winners, the Williams sisters. Yeah, you they would think, right? <laughs> well, like how? Why would you buy into that? I'm like, these are you know, one is one of the greatest champions of any sport, right? And she she must hate losing. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> she won't in. hate when she gets her revenue sharing check. I don't know. Man. I just think it's so funny that they, she needs they it. have the Super Bowl this year. Like, is that right. all they're caring about? That's all they care about right now, right? They're not even watching the team, right? They're, they're in the back doing working on the, uh, you know, J-Lo's halftime show right now. I mean, it's just so comical how, how you know, completely different extremes right now, how, that's, how that franchise is working out. Anyway, it makes me think of the Bucks. I mean, it, clearly the NBA, I, I don't believe in this. I think the small markets can, can thrive I agree. in this current yes. day. But clearly, there's some some shade being thrown at the Bucks right now that this had to happen because, as we all we all agree, I think there should be nothing wrong with saying we want this guy. No, we're gonna it, give this guy a, as much money as possible. It's a great message to your fan base. Like we're not right. let, we're gonna do everything we can to not let this guy go. You might be worried because you've seen it happen all over the league that this guy might be going. Hey, he might Bucks leave. fans, we're yeah. gonna do every possible thing we can. Yeah, I mean, don't lock in your season tickets for the next five years if that's what you're thinking because he still might leave. Yep. But it's perfectly within reason to say we want this guy here forever it's just not reasonable that it happens yeah i guess (laughs) right well if he sticks to his and things change but that piece he did in 60 minutes where he said he loves milwaukee because it's small yeah well we'll see how much he loves milwaukee here's the final question on this tampering (laughs) stuff because i think it's all bs i don't think we're going to see any of it um does it really matter does anybody really care do fans care no does anybody care does Adam Silver actually really care, or is he kind of okay with Kevin Durant sort of running the show right now? Well, he no, he has to care for the owners, the owners. just enough though. Yes, but are the owners being bitten by this? We talked about it when George left Oklahoma City. I I, I think Sam Presti was kind of pretty happy about that. I think you, owners. You, it depends on the owner. If the owner, uh, from a business pers- business perspective, probably yeah. doesn't care. No, because hey, you know what? The Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors. They need somebody to play, yeah. right, to get the TV contract. They can sell tickets, more popcorn, whatever, when LeBron comes to town or Giannis comes to town. So, yeah, from the business side, the, things are good. Yeah. If they're competitive and they want to win, then they've got an issue. I mean, but they also know if they're in a small market, you know, their, their chance, the only way they're going to win is if they keep a Giannis. Of course. And, and some players. Uh, For some come amount up and of time. Right. But all of the NBA wins if the Lakers win. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. To my point. It's like yeah. baseball. Everybody wants the Yankees to win. It just trickles down from there. I mean, can you imagine this? This Oakland A's Tampa Bay Rays series. <laughs> I mean, good lord. I mean, I love it. I'm a baseball junkie. Right. I love it. These are two, you know, wow. slap it out teams. But man, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to blow up TVs. By the By the <laughs> way, the the A's uh, might have one of the most underrated uniforms in all pro sports, in my opinion. I like it. Just I right. Like I mean, you know, the elephant in there, you know, classics, great stuff. You got Cowboys Packers this week, by the way. I, I thought I think the same with the uniforms. Two of the classic uniforms, absolutely, in that, that really haven't changed much, yeah. thankfully, over the years. By the way, Jets uniforms, 
I was playing <laughs> golf with some Jets fans over the weekend. They're like, they're terrible. I'm starting to think the Jets aren't going to win the AC East now, <laughs> now that we're four weeks in. Yeah. Yeah. That might have been a bad bet on my part. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. They might not win the American East Conference. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we mentioned baseball. Let's, uh, let's go to baseball here and the regular season uh, winding down and, and done some – some thoughts here, and we'll start with home runs. I alluded to earlier, Pete Alonzo, the home run king, um, Jorge Soler for Kansas City, but home runs increased. That this, I am, you know me, I'm not often speechless. I am speechless. The numbers, looking at Mike's numbers 67, 67 home runs this year, which 100, is right? Yeah, 6,700, which is 1,200 more than last year, and 600 more than any other point in time ever. Ever. The increase over last year just floors that, me. That is incredible because pitching has not decreased that much since no. last year. So clearly the ball's juiced. Yeah, there's no question. Right? It's not. Juiced. I don't think it's the players. I think it's the ball. Yeah. Global warming? No. No. no I think it's that. the ball. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, there's no question. I mean, the five, the top five home run hitters. If you had any of these in your top five outside of Bellinger, you're bonkers. You're you're a gambling addict. <laughs> I mean, Pete Alonso. You know, I I knew about him because I you know I'm a Mets prospect, <laughs> right? Um, so this is exciting for me. But Pete Alonso wins the title. Eugenio Suarez, Cincinnati Reds. I, I mean, this guy was like a doubles guy, a, a nice defensive third baseman last year, and now he's and now he's got 48 home runs. Uh, Jorge Soler again. I mean, the most in Kansas City history. By the way, Pete Alonso, the most in Mets history. Suarez for, with the Reds missed it by about three home runs. I think there was yeah. somebody had 52 at some point back in the in the heyday. Um, and then Bellinger, and then Trout, and and look and listen. Trout has missed like a month. Trout had a chance to to take all of this down, and if that was the story, now we're getting somewhere. Cause sure, Mike Trout, and maybe we'll talk about it here. Mike Trout, it, it's it's about time to talk Mike Trout, like really talk Mike Trout, not just because he's got four hundred twenty five million dollar contract, which right. is uh, in itself unbelievable, but he's going to win his third MVP, and he missed the same amount of time. He's still going to win the MVP, third MVP in six years. He's been a top five MVP ballot. Every year of his career, eight years. Um, I, I don't know how you talk about this guy without gushing because <laughs> this guy is on a bad team. I mean, they're not making the playoffs. They're, they're, they're not even relevant past July, almost ever. He's there for 14 more years, so I, I don't know what that means. I, th- does, that, does that hurt? Does it hurt? I mean, you guys are sort of baseball historians, too. You've been back in the day. You know. It hurts. You it know hurts. what happens when a quarterback doesn't win. Yes. Versus, I mean, Eli Manning, I, I, I right? think the reason you even bring up the, 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 the Mike Trout, the fact that there's a lot of people that don't know how good he is no. because of where he plays and the team he plays on. And again, I'm not, I, I never want to be the one who says all these guys should play in the big market teams. Yeah. Um, but if he played in a more successful franchise, there would be no doubting and debating that he may be the greatest player of all time. Um, debating, well, he's he's got to continue. Uh, if he stays in the trajectory, I, I think the be hard to argue he's not. I mean, like uh, Mike just pointed out, the, tra- but, the trajectory started from his very right. first career at bat. It's ridiculous. It's like Daniel Jones. I, I look at, I'll look at, um, I'll look at from a, a kid's perspective, right? And I look at it from my son who's a freshman in high school perspective. Yeah, and following sports, he knew who Bryce Harper was before Mike Trout, of course, but he knows who Mike Trout is. 
And my youngest knows who Mike Trout is because Mike Trout's on the box of uh, frozen pretzels that are in the, the freezer right now. Um, so there's some marketing thing there. So they, they know who those players are, but they certainly know Aaron Judge first. Like his name comes up first because he's a Yankee. Yep. Now maybe that's because of where we live in the United I'm States. Just gonna ask that. But he's a is Yankee. The, is there an East Coast bias? It has to be. Yeah, there's 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 two more teams on the East Coast and more teams in bigger media markets. There's no question. Easier about to it. watch the East Coast. Yeah, I mean, you know, every Red Sox Yankees game is on national television, regardless of whether the teams are any good or not. That that has to do with where they play, the history of their franchises. No, there's no question. There's an East Coast bias. It, it, yeah, and 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 again, use the word bias however you want to use it. It's the reality of, of having three quarters of the league in one place where three quarters of the people in the country are. Um, that has something to do with it I'm, too. I'm trying to think of an equivalent to Mike Trout throughout baseball history, where a player was just incredible. There is no statistic about it. Hasn't been Larry under- Walker. Ooh. Larry Walker is pretty Boy, good, I, I, actually. I did good names here today, don't I? Yeah. Expos, early morning. I had a good sleeping weekend. I, I guess the so. Brain is fresh today. Had your ginkgo biloba this uh, morning. Apparently. Um. <laughs> Larry Walker was one of the greatest players that I can yeah. remember as a yeah. young baseball fan, but because he played in Montreal and because he played on a team that didn't win a lot, there's not a lot of people. There's, there's going to be more people that are going to say who than yeah. they should. I'll give you a Hall of Famer. Uh, I believe this guy's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Andre Dawson. Sure. That's a good, the Hawk. a good one. The Hawk, right? Andre Dawson with the Cubs. They're terrible teams. He's a great player. Turned out numbers every year, and then they finally – right? He's a Hall of Famer, right? The oh, Hawk? Yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, but it took a while. Uh, oh, it, yeah. It wasn't like, uh, you know – Yeah, Samber got her first, right. too, I think. But yeah. Trout's so much better than Hawk. Oh, I right? mean, somebody, yes. from, somebody from Fangraphs out there listening, please, do, do a Larry Walker and Mike Trout comparison. I mean, it's going to be bonkers crazy. Mike Trout's numbers are eye-popping. Yes. If you ever nerd out for an hour and just ro- roll through some stats, the advanced, the traditional, all of the metrics, Right. He, he's better this year than he's ever been in his life. Had, Nine years in. He, if he played... If he play, here's another guy. How about Beltre? Right, sure. Right, Beltre's yeah. got Hall of Fame numbers. Sure. Right, Trout's so much better than Beltre. Not even close. Right, so it's I mean, it's close. just yeah, it's right. incredible to me uh, the numbers of that. If he played on the East Coast, Mike Trout would be a megastar. And I'm saying like first name off everybody, but because he plays out in the Angels on a bad team, so forget about that, it. The reason I brought him up here is because, and I, I wanted to have this conversation. If he had won the home run uh, title, if sure. he had 54 home runs and won it, he's got the kids now, right? He's got the kids. If he's hitting you think 50, it makes that much of a difference? Oh, yeah. They well, do. how about the home run derby? On. It does. Alonzo made more it money matters. winning the home run derby, <laughs> yeah. a million bucks to his $555,000 salary yeah. with the Mets. Yeah. And people know him because of the home run derby. Oh, by the way, the home run derby doesn't affect your swing, apparently. Because <laughs> Alonzo, right. Alonzo's second half was monstrous. Well, is, is home, by the way, home, <laughs> I, I wanted to ask this. Yeah. Uh, the 1,200 more home runs, you know, I, we say the ball's juiced, but isn't – Aren't we seeing perhaps the implementation of that, you know, the, the, the launch 30, angle? Well, the launch here, here's angle, my right? point. Here's yeah. what I was going to bring up to you, Mike. The, the fact that the guys on that list of home runs are mostly younger players, right? Has, are, are we seeing the fact that this game has changed to the launch angle emphasis, yeah. to the way guys are swinging? Is, is that tied to the fact that guys who have come up in the last two to three years who have now been started to train that way, either by coach that way and mm-hmm. or, or by themselves, uh, is that why this is a group of very young home run leaders? It isn't a coincidence that the teams that are in the playoffs right now have young managers. Mm-hmm. This is this is all a, a progression up, 
right? Yeah. You got to educate the kids and the managers yep. to understand that this and how this analytics system and works. This and this has all happened in what played. the last five years, right? Yeah, maybe, Arguably maybe five, even a little less. You know, so yeah. I mean, this has been a total sea change of, of the way baseball is played, coached, and and managed in so the why last Joe five Madden's years. Out. That's, That's why, why Joe Madden, Madden is out. out. And I don't want right. him on the Mets, by the way. I'm putting that out there publicly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I don't want him. I love the guy. I think he's kooky and great and brilliant, but I, it's just a different game right now. Yeah. It's just a different game. All right. When it comes to money, all right, they say money can't buy you love, but it can 50% of the time yeah. because uh, half the teams in the top 10 made the playoffs, half didn't when it came to top payrolls in Major League Baseball. Yeah, but the top two didn't. Top they're two paying did not. luxury tax. Red Sox that and hurts. Cubs. Uh, fired GM and a fired coach. Yeah. Uh, what can you say? I mean, the Red Sox, I mean, uh, look, at, we're talking about teams that were six games over 500, so they had okay seasons. I mean, I'd take that on the Mets every year, personally. <laughs> but, yeah, they've got standards. They've got, you know, a lot of money being thrown around those rosters and more to come. I mean, Mookie Betts is up, so get ready for that. Buck, buckle up for that contract. I was, you know, I was it one of the ESPN shows? Yeah. Or is it radio shows? They're talking about all right, trade options for Mookie Betts. What? Uh, we'll have that discussion. Okay. We, we've we've talked about how you pay, you pay pitchers. Okay. We've talked. I mean, is Bryce Harper in the playoffs? Is Mike Trout in the playoffs? No. Is Manny Machado in the playoffs? What are we talking about here then? <laughs> all fair points. Um, so Red Sox, Cubs, top two teams. They're out. Yankees and Dodgers are three and four. Uh, they are in. Both won their divisions. Uh, Giants, the fifth team. They're out, and uh, their coach retired yeah. rather than being fired. Um, we'll see. That could be a Padres guy. Well, it's where he started, he right? Going back to the Padres, started, right? Yeah. Uh, Cardinals at 6, 7, and 8. Made it. Cardinals, Astros, and Nationals. Astros are the favorites. 9-4 betting favorites. Right. Yeah. Astros, Dodgers. I think I agree fun. with that, right? Yeah. yeah. Astros, Dodgers. That's It's going to be a fun series. Angels and uh, Mets, and we're coach watches on. Yeah, for those two teams, we'll see. <laughs> the other playoff teams, by the way, this is and this is where money ball works. Yeah, this is where it gets good, right? So the Braves fourteenth, young team, Brewers sixteenth, Twins eighteenth, A's twenty fifth, and the Rays thirtieth. Dead last, Love it. dead last, Love and not that. even close. Dead last, and not even close. Will anybody go to their games? No, in the playoffs. Well, I mean, the away games, right? <laughs> right. I mean, sad. They're it's a good awful. baseball team, and no one cares. It's awful. Wait till they're the, uh, what was it, Montreal-Tampa race? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that died anything, down quickly. I'll say no, that's happened down. with that, has it? So. By the way, Twins, 307 home runs. Right. That's what wow. they finished with last night. Yeah, I mean, it's smart. They Somebody said, how are we going to win? How yeah. can we win based on the restrictions that we have? Let's go do the thing that is going to win for you now. That's it. I want a bunch of home runs. Hang on, I, I want to do. I want to do this, Paul. I want to play a quick game with you when it comes to the Minnesota Twins. Play along at home. Oh, here. you're gonna make me name some of them. Yeah, <laughs> that is exactly right. Uh, you is know, Herbeck. <laughs> hang on, Herbeck is not one of the greatest names ever, though, because it started with HR. Can't you? Who is the highest paid player on uh. the Minnesota? Twins. I have not watched. Oh, you I don't know think this. I've watched a Twins game all year long. Um, oh. They used to have the really good second baseman, but they don't have him anymore no. either. So, no. uh, I, I get nothing. I I I got nothing. I got absolutely nothing for you. Nelson Cruz. Yeah. Okay, and he's Big really Bob good. And DH. Yep. He's uh, fourteen million dollars. Correct. That's it. Fourteen million. I was looking at the adjusted salary. That's it. 
And let me see if there's they've any. Only, they've only got two guys making $10 million plus. Right. They are spread thin with youth, and they they locked in these guys early, which is the new standard. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, I'm, the Mets will probably be talking to Pete Alonso. Sure. Yeah, the Mets will be talking to Pete Alonso this offseason to try to get that Ronald Acuna $100 million contract mm-hmm. done. Uh, that's the way to go. And the Twins are kind of burying out this new financial structure, and it worked It worked a ton. I mean, Here they the, knocked Indians out. The top five salaries on the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. Nelson Cruz at $14 million. Marwin Gonzalez at 12. Who's a who's basically a utility guy. <laughs> Jake o- Orderizzi, yeah. $9.5 million. Kyle Gibson, uh, just over $8 million. And Jason Castro, $8 million. Who splits the catching duties. I mean, really. They don't even have to pay those guys. <laughs> they they could have they could have trimmed right. that roster They're down even more. They're on their top truly, five players. Truly, I mean, Max Kepler making six million hit thirty some home runs this year. Right, that the, the crazy value down this down this lineup. Sneaky team in the playoffs too. Sneaky the Rays team. have one player yep. over ten million. Yep. Charlie Morton. That's it. Okay, he's thirty seven years old. Outfielder. No, uh, no, he's gone. No, I mean Charlie. <laughs> I, I need to start paying a lot more attention to baseball. <laughs> you're gonna look at the you're gonna look at the Rays lineup. You're like. Who are these guys? It's like Major League. Those fans in the outfit. Who the hell are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm just saying. And, and but nice job, guys. Like fan, seriously. Sixty-three million dollar payroll. They ended up with Tampa Bay. Sixty-three versus the Boston Red Sox. Two hundred and thirty wow. million dollar payroll. That is amazing. I mean, that's the dichotomy we're at right now with this with the with the league. One's in, one's out. Did, did I see the Red Sox have come out and said they are yeah. they are going to? Pair salaries to not have to pay luxury tax going into next oh, year. Is that that going to be the charge now. for the new GM? It's going to be tough to do. It's going to mean trading JD Martinez or, or hoping he opts out and signs elsewhere. It's going to mean trading one of those pitchers. I mean, is David Price even tradable? I don't know. Um, and it probably means not signing Mookie Betts. So stay tuned not to that go team. Over well in Boston. Stay but tuned see, to here's that and here's the thing. Here's the challenge for a lot of these teams moving forward. This will be another topic of another podcast in the future. Are fans getting to the point where they understand these things, yeah. where they're not going to freak out about having to trade Mookie Betts? I think we're getting uh, fans are getting closer. smarter about yeah. this, and particularly when they look at the examples that you just gave. They have three players: the Red Sox. Their top three salaries is more. Than Tampa. Tampa. That's right. It's more. The top three. That's crazy. That's right. David Price, J.D. Martinez, and Rick Porcello. Those three are more. They're 70, over $70 million more than the race. That's It's a different line of thinking. But but, again, I I think it's not the fan. The fan is a much smarter fan now, but there's still an emotion that goes into the fan. And there's a people, there's a lot of Bostonians wearing Mookie Betts jerseys who are going to be. PO'd, pissed off yeah. if they get let him go, even if it is the smart and right decision to make. And that's where it becomes hard to run a professional sports team um, because are you making, let's be honest, everybody can say they're making the best decisions for the team, but you got to sell tickets and you got to keep your fan base. Oh, they're always going to, they're the Red Sox. are always going to be, they're going to sell that. tickets. They're going to, they're the well, Red Sox. I, I, I don't disagree with you, Kevin, but, but it would be pretty interesting if they decided to not be the Red Sox for a change. Then everybody who wants to go to Fenway for a game, it's a destination place well, to go to a baseball People are going to go game. no matter what. Yes. If you rolled out the, if you swapped the Rays roster with the Red Sox roster, Fenway's still going to be sold out. By the way, greatest line I ever heard at a, a, before we wrap up here, the greatest line I ever heard from a fan at a game to another fan, it was Yankees-Red Sox game in Fenway. It was like opening weekend. This was uh, maybe 2008 or so. And this girl stood up. She was uh, sitting two rows in front of us. We were just behind the third third base dugout, and she had a Yankees jersey on, and you just heard, I'm going to do a terrible Boston accent. 
Hey, Snooky, sit down. That's why you go to Fenway Park regardless of the players. And and even she laughed. It was funny. All right. Want to remind you, our friend, a couple things to remind you of. First of all, check out the premium section of SpotTrack.com. Ad-free experience, some other uh, great stuff there. Uh, sign and support the site, SpotTrack.com. Hey, be sure you uh, rate us wherever you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, give us a rating. Make it good. But give us a rating. Uh, we'd appreciate that. And uh, our friends at Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment, uh, give them a, a, a look, morganstanley.com slash GSE, especially entertainers, athletes. If you have got great wealth, they can help you out. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. For Mike Gennetti, Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. Thanks for listening to the SpotTrack.com podcast. <laughs>